Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America podcast. Today is Sunday, July 3rd, on the eve of our Independence Day here in the United States. So I'd like to wish you a happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day, which marks the anniversary of when we declared independence from our, our, our overlords, our matriarchs in the United Kingdom who were taxing us without representation and who were trying to take the citizens' firearms away from them, which is kind of interesting because uh, those same sorts of things are what are occurring in the United States this uh, these days, this very day. So it's very interesting times that we're living in here, and um, hopefully it won't come to another war like it did back in 1776, but we should always be prepared in any case. So, of course, we want to do everything we can to avert that, but we want to prepare for the worst. So, um, just wanted to bring that up, and I know that cut off kind of to a little bit of a dark start there, but always be prepared, folks. Always have a food supply on hand. Get yourself a, a firearm. Get yourself some ammunition. Get yourself a way to, um, to purify water, to filter water. That's very important. Because you never know, things are getting crazy these days. As I discussed last week, a lot of food plants and food processing plants around the United States are being shut down or being destroyed, uh, I believe intentionally, by people who wish ill upon the United States, particularly the Chinese Communist Party, I think is very engaged in this. I know they're buying up a lot of farmland around the United States. So it's best to be prepared in any case. Uh, and I will be covering a follow-up story on that in just a moment. Uh, but before we do, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about today's guest. Um, her name is Ann Colton, and she was running for sheriff, or she she was trying to run for the office of sheriff in, the, in Santa Clara County in California. That's where Silicon Valley is. And as you might imagine, it's not very conservative. It's actually quite liberal. And they are trying to arrest her. They've issued an, a, an, a warrant for her arrest. So this is a, this, these are some of the tricks that the Democrats have been using to get rid of Republican candidates in the field. I'll be covering several stories on this. You might be familiar with some of them, where um, Democrat challengers are, are trying to have uh, their their Republican counterparts indicted and arrested so that they can't run for office. So this is in addition to what the kind of what they're doing to Trump and the Trump administration. They're trying to have him indicted so that he can't run for office again because he's a threat to the establishment. And they're trying to, trying to do the same for other Republican candidates around the country in various offices, whether you're talking about congressional seats or mayoral or in this case, sheriffs, sheriff, uh, which is an elected office. So we'll be speaking with her and we'll also be speaking with private attorney general uh, Adriana Estevez. I don't know why I said page. Oh, P-A-G. That's what it is. <laughs> little little mind uh, uh, issues there. Anyway, we'll be with uh, private attorney general Adriana Estevez as well. So she'll be joining us to discuss the, the illegalities of what is going on here and how um, just everyday citizens are entitled to run for the office of sheriff and shouldn't be harassed by the authorities. So, all right. Well, um, as always, I like to start off the show talking a little bit about uh, the Free America podcast and what it is that we do here. And if you, know, if you like what we do here, share it with other people. That's important. It's important to get the information out there. As many of you know, uh, 
on each of the podcasts, I include links to the stories I talk about and other things, other action items, things that you can use and you can do to take action in your community and to share with the people that you love and care about, as well as people that you that may not agree with you. You know, this, these are these are good tools that you can use to help educate and inform people as to what is going on about the things that they won't hear on mainstream news and the mainstream media, which so many people get their information from these days. And, and I find are extremely uninformed and misinformed, in fact, as you may well very uh, know yourself. So I'd uh, like to encourage you to go to freeamericapodcast.com and share that link with your friends and family. Please feel free to share any of these videos or audios with anybody in your social media circles. Uh, there's no copyright. I'm not going to you know, ding you for copyright infringement. Please feel free to share any of these episodes with anyone you like. Okay, moving on. Um, <clears throat> also, if you like what we do at Free America Podcast, you have a way to support us now. Um, they are, these are a, a deck of playing cards. These are like a poker deck of cards, you know, that kind of like, well, what I have in my hand. Um, these are, you know, the two through aces, the whole, the whole deck, you know, with kings and queens and tens, jacks, all the, everything. Except on each uh, face of each card, we have a different player in the COVID-19 scamdemic. So here, as you see on screen, we have the ace of diamonds, Anthony Fauci. Uh, we have Klaus Schwab. Xi Jinping and many others that were all involved in this whole scamdemic. We've got, of course, Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, who's our queen of spades. Um, Alex Gorski, Stefan Bansell, the CEO of Moderna, and many more. Of course, can't forget about our ace of spades, Bill Gates. So get your hands on a deck of these cards. You can do that by going to covidsmostwanted.com, clicking on store. It'll take you right to our store. And if you use promo code podcast, that'll get you 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes section. You'll just click on it. It'll take you right to the promo. So you won't have to type in anything, but if you want to sh share this or tell somebody about it, tell them to go to covidsmostwanted.com and uh, click on the, uh, click on the store and add the promo code podcast for a 20% discount and free shipping. So that should get you out of there for about 20 bucks. Uh, retail is 24 95 and all proceeds go to supporting the Free America podcast, so keeping us on the air and, uh, well, keeping yours truly with a little bit of food in his belly. So we'd appreciate that. All right, cool. Moving on to our uh, news of the day. The great news out of the U.S. Appeals Court, they vacated the federal vaccine mandate pending an additional hearing. So the federal uh, vaccine mandate was for all federal employees. This includes military. And... Um, the U.S. Court of Appeals uh, reinstated the vaccine order in April by a two-to-one vote after it was blocked by a district court judge. Well, uh, an, a, a higher judge, a higher court, now ruled that that, that they cannot do that, and um, so there, it's pending a hearing. So this is like a temporary injunction preventing that from from happening. So, uh, but in it were it would require people by this September um, 3.5 million government workers to get vaccinated by November 22nd, barring a religious or medical accommodation in which we found that they aren't really honoring those um, and they could be facing discipline or firing. So they're, they're trying to route out our military and other government agencies from non-compliant people, people who are conservatives, people who uh, believe that we have a right to bodily autonomy. And so they're trying to get a bunch of just compliant slaves working in the government so that will make it that much easier when they ask them to turn around and fire on American citizens. That's my opinion. It's not a fact. 
But um, nonetheless, good news for those in the fight against this government tyranny. It's exactly what it is. Right. Um, some more I kind of good news. I mean, I know we're not supposed to take joy in the suffering of others, but um, in this case, I really can't help myself. Uh, this is a story about Dr. Anthony Fauci. He confirms that his fake COVID treatment made him more sick. And uh, what we're talking about here is uh, the drug, Pfizer's drug, Paxlovid, which we're finding when people take uh, causes them to have a rebound in COVID symptoms. And so uh, Fauci said he got sick. He took Paxlovid. He got better. He was testing negative for three days. And then on the fourth day, he tested positive again and began feeling symptoms. So the drug made him sicker, uh, much the same way as as Pfizer's other drug, the the Comirnaty vaccine, which is the one that's been approved but is not available. So the experimental drug um, is making people sicker, reduces your body's immune response or ability to respond to the vaccine. And so that's what we're seeing here with their other drugs. So they, they, they don't, they're not really in the business of curing people. They're just in the business of making people sick. And, uh, and here's the man who's been pushing that all along, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And, and of course now he is, uh, he is sick. He says his symptoms are much worse. And you know what? Uh, I, I'm not necessarily taking any joy in that. But I will say that it serves him right for pushing this on people, for pushing the lie on people. And hopefully um, this will cut. This is coming back to bite him and perhaps it might get him to change his tune or perhaps it, it might um, encourage people to stop listening to him because he's lying to them. You know, perhaps this will make it that much more obvious that this man is not telling you the truth. So stop listening to him. Um, that's that's why I consider this to be good news. Okay. Uh, in a follow-up story to uh, something we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, which is the food supply, um, coincidentally, along with the 10,000 cattle who recently died due to heat exposure, we now have gene-edited beef, which is resistant to heat stress, just approved by the FDA. So just in time, the FDA comes in to save the day again with approving uh, this uh, these gene-edited um, GMO cattle that are resistant to heat. Strange, but true, folks. Okay, shocking news. Uh, well, not so shocking. Out of Disney reveals an upcoming transgender character saying men have periods too. So this is uh, the, the upcoming show from Disney Baymax, which is based on the popular character from the movie Big Hero 6, you might remember back many years ago. It's one of my uh, friend's children's favorite show, favorite movies. Uh, she'd always just say Baymax, Baymax, love to watch Baymax. So she's watched it like a thousand times. And so there's the character right there. You might recognize a big puffy white fella. looks like uh, kind of like a big marshmallow. And I'm not going to play the video here for you, but in the, in the scene, which I watched, uh, he's in, he's in the woman's products aisle trying to pick out tampons and uh, different women come up to him offering different solutions. And one man, um, and I will call him a man because he has male features, he is wearing a T-shirt with a transgender flag on it. That's the pink and blue and white flag. It says, I always use the ones with wings. I, you know, he says I. So a man, now men can have periods. So Disney is, again, pushing this false idea that men can be women and women can be men. This whole transgender psycho nonsense. So again, uh, hopefully... 
and I've been shorting Disney stock, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps uh, I will make a profit from this because I'm, I'm hoping to see that, that Disney um, really takes this on the chin for trying to push this on kids. Just absolutely disgusting. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Um, here's some here's some actually kind of good news. Um, some video came out recently exonerating uh, groups like the Proud Boys from being seditious conspirators in the January 6th event. In this video, it shows a meeting with Proud Boy leadership, which was recorded back in December of 2020, a week before the January 6th protest, in which they were talking about taking a very defensive position and not entering the Capitol, not drinking the day before, making sure to stay in groups, to stay um, safe from Antifa attacks. Guys had been stabbed, apparently, recently, uh, uh, just prior to that. And and uh, this, is, uh, this has been hidden by the Justice Department from the public. So this was confiscated on the phone from uh, Proud Board Chairman Enrique Tarrio, and it's been hidden. And uh, finally, um, this link has been released to the public, and before, hopefully, YouTube is probably going to take it down because that's what they like to do. They like to suppress um, exonerating information for people, keep it hidden. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it says here, it says here, uh, Tarrio says, we're never going to be the ones to cross the police barrier or to cross something in order to get to somebody. We're always going to be the ones standing back, right? We are always going to be the ones to effing defend. Right. Not not um, often, not go on offense. So here here are the guys that are charged. Joe Biggs, Ethan Nordeen, Dominic Petziola, Zachary Ryle and um, Enrique Tario. And and these are these are these men are being framed by our government, by these uh, J, by this J6 committee. So here's some great evidence to show that patriots were not uh, the ones behind the attack on the Capitol. In fact, it was, as this next article points out, um, that it was BLM and Antifa. An internal memo reveals Capitol Police were warned that BLM for Baltimore were busing in rioters disguised as Trump supporters on January 6th. It says here, um, BLM Antifa will wear MAGA hats, wear camo, and attempt to blend in with MAGA crowds. So violence will be blamed on Trump supporters attending Trump rally. And this is something that uh, I initially said, and many other people pointed out, that those those people weren't acting like Trump supporters. They were not acting like patriots. They were acting like plants. They were acting like either government agents trying to falsely implicate Trump supporters, or they were acting like Antifa and BLM militants who are known for this type of activity, very violent people. So, so again, this is more good news to help exonerate the falsely accused people who were involved in being at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, does that mean that uh, no patriots were involved in going into the Capitol? No, I, I think people were caught up in the, the passion of the moment. And 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 as you can see, uh, the majority of them were very well behaved. In fact, they were walking between the the um, walking between the, the velvet ropes, you know, in the rotunda area. They, they weren't destroying anything or burning anything. They didn't even have weapons. I mean, this is the only alleged insurrection in history where no firearms were used, right? In modern history, I'll say. So so I really don't see the, the, this whole narrative of it being an insurrection is really quite false. So anyway, um, 
Moving on to news, some new relative to our guest today. Um, well, first, let me just cover a little bit of Fourth uh, of July news uh, and Independence Day news. So, um, in this video here, um, which I'll leave up for you to review, a historian and, and author Douglas McKinnon says tyranny is worse today. In, then in 1776, so the day our, our Declaration of Independence was signed, uh, we were under a state of tyranny, but yet it's worse today than it was in 1776. And now here's the odd thing. Um, and then this next story, the National Archives says the U.S. Constitution has harmful language and potentially harmful language is highlighted when you pull up the page regarding the U.S. Constitution. But ironically, the page regarding the Jim Crow's laws, uh, Jim Jim Crow laws, um, has fewer than no uh, no fewer than six uses of the N word, and and the warning does not appear on that page. So isn't isn't the N word offensive, and and um, could potentially uh, is harmful language? Yet they don't mark that on on that page. But when it comes to the Constitution, we find that uh, that language is harmful and offensive. So. Hypocrisy from the left, once again, trying to attack the very founding of our nation and destroy that. And that's what they're doing here in these next couple of stories. They're trying to take away our right to be represented by the people that we want. They've been stealing elections, in my opinion, for quite some time now. Uh, 2020 was just the latest and probably biggest uh, attempt at doing that, a successful attempt. So uh, in this latest story, Two more Arizona state legislatures received subpoenas from Liz Cheney's January 6th gang after Arizona election proven to be rigged and stolen. So now that the information is coming out that the election was stolen, they're doubling down on it. And they're trying to subpoena these legislators and intimidate them and probably try to indict them in some form or fashion so that they will be ineligible to run for office or to hold office. Same thing in this next story. Michigan's corrupt Attorney General Dana Nessel is drunk on power, threatens to indict GOP opponent Matt DiPerno. So, yeah, their Attorney General wants to indict uh, her opponent in the upcoming 2020 election, so that way she can knock out any uh, potential of someone taking her spot. Um, so, there it is, folks. The, the, these are Marxist tactics. These are these are what Marxist, communist, Leninists do. They, they vilify their opponents. They jail them, uh, as they're doing with many of these people. They jail any political opponents like the, the J6 prisoners. Um, yet these Antifa and BLM people run free on the streets after destroying billions in, in, in property uh, and taking dozens of lives, uh, injuring probably hundreds more. So, um, And uh, same thing here. GOP candidate says radical left aims to silence him with a January 6th arrest. So Ryan Kelly, a Republican candidate for Michigan governor. So again, Michigan, where a lot of this corruption went down, where, where there was a big, the big steal happened. Uh, you got their attorney general as well as now uh, the person running for governor um, being indicted for being a part of January 6th, just for being on the grounds. He didn't even go into the Capitol. So he was just there standing up for uh, the the rights of American citizens to have a free and fair election. And now he's being indicted so that he can't run for governor. Well, same sort of thing is happening with our guest today. Um, as I mentioned previously, Santa Clara County Sheriff candidate on Colton has been charged with perjury. 
So this is just absolutely ridiculous. So she submits an application to run for office and, and they charge her with perjury. And so we're going to be talking about that today and what exactly that means and what they're, they're, they're trying to do here. Of course, they're trying to essentially prevent her, again, a, a conservative candidate for running for office and for, uh, for, for basically moving in on their territory. These, that's what these people are. They're gangsters who control territory and they do anything they, they can to take out the opposition, to take out the opponents. So um, anyway, let's, uh, let's get right to it. Let's bring on our guest today. Her name, uh, again, is on Colton. She's running for, or she was running for sheriff in Santa Clara County. And we're also going to bring on Private Attorney General Adriana Estevez. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you Great. for having me here. Absolutely. It's it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And and I know that's it's um it's been a very difficult time for you. You're trying to do something, you're trying to serve your community and and you're being attacked. I mean, this is just this, these are just unbelievable times that we're living in wherein somebody who's trying to do something good and trying to serve their community uh, is in turn attacked by the people who are holding power in that community. I mean, it's like we're living in a communist country, wouldn't you think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And so um, there were there are five there were five candidates running for sheriff and um, I was the fifth one. And according to probably end of uh, June, the last time I saw the, the polls of the results, because they have 28 days after June 7th to uh -huh. verify it and um, confirm everything. Um, I'm not even the top two on the list. Okay. okay. And so, um, so, the, so, so even though you're not like a direct threat, they're still coming after you anyway, just to, I guess, make an example of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That and would I'm, see now. And, and now the top, I guess the top two, the, I, I, I suppose they're probably more uh, liberal, more left Democrats. Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Of course. Right. So, because we all know that um, everybody loves Democrats in California these days, especially uh, Democrat sheriffs who are, are there to, um, uh, are supposedly there to uphold people's constitutional rights. It, it, it seems so odd to me. I, you know, I really, I really have a tough time believing, even in Santa Clara County, that uh, there, there are just, it just, it's overflowing with liberals. I think that. It, there are very few of them in very high positions of power or positions with a lot of money, like these big tech people. But they're very few people. But they just they control all the information, like Twitter or or Facebook, right? So they they control the narrative, they control the information, and and therefore they can make people think that they're a lot. They are the majority when in fact they're the minority. I, I really do believe that. I, I mean, I think here in California, um, we're, we're a majority red state. If you look at all the 58 counties in California, you, you can't tell me, and most of them are rural, you can't tell me that they're all blue, they're all liberal. There's no way. And, mm -hmm. and it's always struck me as odd that our representation at the state, at the Capitol, doesn't reflect that, right? There, there are, you know, the majority uh, is our Democrats, but it doesn't make, it just doesn't line up with the state's demographics. So it's all, it's very, very, um, very suspect. So tell, tell us, uh, Adriana, what do you think about that? Well, Nick, uh, number one, thank you for having us here today. 
Sure. And uh, all glory and honor to my father that has allowed us to come here. Uh, I met my sister on Colton through our previous interview, episode 25. Mm -hmm. I didn't know uh, my sister. I call her my sister in Christ. Um, I didn't know who she was. And she saw the interview that you and I had in episode 25. And she reached out to me. Uh, uh, there's an injustice happening here in Santa Clara County. I have done further investigations uh, in reference to the situation of qualifications to become a sheriff. And so I would like to start by asking a question and obviously we know the answer, but what are the requirements to become the president of the United States? That's number number one question. So, well, you, I think, I think for you have to be at least 35 years old and you have to have been born in the United States. Those are the requirements based on the Constitution. And right. so this whole thing about previous experience to become a sheriff in law enforcement is a government code that is brought up by man. And so we here, we follow the Constitution. Right. And so there is no requirement uh, in reference to the experience. But there is one requirement that they are required to have a bond. And so in previous research, in all 58 counties in the state of California, we have discovered that the district attorneys, the judges and the sheriffs do not have a proper bond. And so uh, we made really? sure that, yes, a proper bond, an actual bond required. It's called a public official bond. As a matter of fact, I could show you what it looks like approximately. Let me see if I could bring it here to the camera. Uh, I don't know if you're able to see it there. Uh -huh. Are you able yep. to see it? Okay. Yep. Well, just so you're aware, this bond in particular, this one belongs to me. I'm bonded right here, a court official, because we have our own court. And then, of course, we also have another bond here. Uh, my sister, Ann, received her bond uh, so that she's able to run for sheriff. So she's also bonded. But in a research of all 58 county sheriffs, which, by the way, hold two positions, most of them are sheriff and coroners. And so now they're required to have how many bonds? Two. Right, but one for they, each. Yeah. But they have none. And that's not only through my research. I have quite a bit of people that are researching a little bit more extensively. They have an insurance policy, but that's different from a bond. And so- um, And, and just, to remind, just to remind the audience so of, your, of, of what you do and as a, your status as a private attorney general. So you're essentially- like like our our state's attorney general, but for the people, is that is that correct? For the de jour. So I will okay. give you a, a recap. If you give me a couple moments, I can sure. take a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, number one, but before we start, only because as you know, I'm a God fearing woman, and I want to respect my Father in heaven. Uh, I want to glorify Him just for a moment, Heavenly Father. As I come before Your presence in this interview, Father, that my brother has allowed me to come, I ask Father that You guide us, my Lord, that You guide me. Your word says in First Chronicles 7.14 that if my people humble themselves and call out to you, Father, that you will heal this land. And I know that that's where we're all seeking for. In the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, Father, guide me. Amen. Amen. And so as I go forward, uh, for the people that have not met me, I'm a private attorney general. A private attorney general is an average person who defends the public when there's racketeering-influenced and corrupt organization violations and mail fraud and wire fraud. 
I've been doing this position for 14 years. It is a commission by declaration. And so as a private attorney general, I stand up for the public when the public servants have failed. Unfortunately, as of this very moment and as of this very day, they have all failed. The state yeah. jurisdiction, the federal jurisdiction, and now we're entering into a military jurisdiction. And thank God he has just given me the Lieber code under article 3338, where we're able to use our own military powers for the defense of the people. And as stated in your article, that this is worse than 1776, yes it is, because they are damaging many families, they're separating the families, they're assembling false cases throughout, not only through the state of California, but throughout the United States. And so when I use the word assembled, what I mean by that in all the courts here in America, they're privately owned corporations. What does that mean? And how do I know this? I pulled their credit report and in their credit report, it says that their line of business is courts and their type of business is corporation. Right. A, business is, a business has a credit report, right? Not, not a public office. Yeah, exactly. And so wow. I have a copy of that and I don't mind providing it to you so that everybody can see because everything that we discuss, we need to have actual evidence. And that's why I speak so boldly because I do all my research. And after 14 years of work, I recently discovered 20 dis disqualified 23,000 judges, all 58 counties. And when I met my sister on Colton, I was doing the transition to put the uh, de jure sheriff, not de facto. The word de facto means illegal and unlawful government, an actual private corporation. Yeah. And so we're, we're doing a transition, not because I'm against the sheriff, because I'm not anti-government, I'm anti-corruption, specifically right. public corruption. And so when I investigated each sheriff, we discovered a couple of things. Number one, they were not bonded with the public official bond. We've been requesting it, but they have not provided anything. Number two, I have not seen any statement of economic financial form for the sheriff. In other words, they're considered a public servant, so they have to file a 700 form on the FPPC website. And as of this moment, we just pulled the sheriff in Santa Clara County. Her name is Lori Smith. And it showed up that she had no data, nothing to display. She never filed her statement of economic interest. And for interview purposes, because this interview wow. is going to go to Santa Clara County, for interview purposes, uh, Mrs. Lori Smith, if you do have your financials, the people need to see where you hold your assets. And so uh, for this interview purposes, my address will be disclosed in my website so that you're able to send in your financials. And every single judge in the Hall of Justice in San Jose, California, we also need to see all your statement of economic interest, all your bonds, all your oath of office, everything. Because as of this moment, I don't recognize you and the people will not recognize you because you're a private company. Right. Imposing as a government entity, which is which fraud. Is, which is very scary because that is considered a spy and an actor. Yeah. That's why I have accused them of treason under Title 18, United States Code Section 2381. Not only did I accuse them of treason, I reported crimes to them, millions and millions of crimes to them. And everybody from the police to the sheriff all the way up to the governor have washed their hands. And that's why we're in a military jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And as you're aware from our previous interview, 
Senator Feinstein surrendered her jurisdiction. They all surrendered their jurisdiction. I have letters from the district attorney stating that everything, the millions of people that have been victimized, they're out of the jurisdiction. So I took over those jurisdictions. Yeah, Thank I, wanted, God. I wanted to ask you something uh, with regard to that. It seems as if nobody is standing up for the, the people who have been damaged by the actions of recent, whether you whether we're talking about the lockdowns or you know the economic damage from that, or even the physical damages from the the so-called vaccines. And as you as you may have heard in the introduction to the show, I, I've made a deck of playing cards called COVID's Most Wanted, mm -hmm. and and part of that is a website which has the charges that, that I've well, what I believe that they're they, the crimes they've committed which include fraud, racketeering, murder, uh, genocide, in some cases, treason. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, as, as a private attorney general, how would we go about indicting these people? Would we need to, to, to put in panel like a, a citizen grand jury to, and go over the evidence and then, and then present you with that evidence for an indictment? Yes. And actually, I have to answer that with multiple answers. Number one, it is true. And my sister, Ann Colton, she was one of the pioneers that was against the whole mask and vaccinations. Is that correct, Mrs. Colton, my sister? Yes. Okay, yes. I don't. I, I would just like her to share that because she's yeah. a fighter in reference to that whole scenario. I'd love, I'd love to hear that because I, I myself have been very engaged in fighting the mask battle. And I've got two uh, cases I'm prosecuting in, in civil court right now with regard to that. So yeah, please share your story. Um, during the lockdown two years ago, um, around March 15 or 16, um, I just felt like, and, you know, I prayed and during my time with the Lord, um, he said that all of my leaders and my pastors and, um, will be locked down on lockdown and who would go out there and, and, you know, pray for the sick and, um, you know, uh, He'll, you know, share the gospel and um, just the, the love of God and his compassion for his people um, just fell on me. And I said, I will, I will, do, I will be out there. Use me as a vessel to do your work. So ever since then, the Lord, you know, he would lead me and I haven't stopped working for him since the, the two years ago. And so I would go out and, and pray and, uh, um, you know, distribute food for people, uh, even leaders, you know, who don't want to come out mm -hmm. and uh, pray for the sick at, you know, the markets, supermarkets and and so forth. And so uh, I would be out there just serving and um, feeding the homeless, serving the community uh, wherever I'm, I'm there. You know, uh, the Lord leads me there and and I, I do his will. Now, did you find that, and I'm sure you're doing this without a mask on, did, were you being harassed a lot by people for not wearing a mask? Yes, yeah. yes, a lot. And so uh, just through prayer and God's uh, leading me, then, and he gives me his strength and his boldness that I just go out and I said, you know, um, you can't be uh, out here. You can't be in the store. We can't serve you. And mm -hmm. then I would just get the information down from the um, manager or I want, I request to see a manager and I wrote down the time, the incident and the report. And I said that I'm going to contact the headquarters and let them know 
about this uh, discrimination and so forth. And so I, I would uh, follow up on that. I would, you know, do what I said, I'm going to call the headquarters at one of the store. Um, and um, they finally called me back with perseverance. Uh, they called me back and um, the store manager in the headquarters said, I'm so sorry that you've been, you know, um, mistreated and discriminated. They shouldn't, uh, um, you know, police you to wear masks, even if you don't want to, yeah. and you should have a choice. And so uh, he apologized and he even called the store manager at that department and let them know about what happened. And they said that I will, you know, I hope you come back um, the next time and we'll take good care of you. So um, great. that's great. Yeah. News. That's what it takes. You know, people yes. I, I, I've often encouraged people to, to do just that because it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy no. to stand up for your rights. And and it does take some work and some diligence to really hold these people to account. And I've found that uh, by, by doing that, uh, our rights are recognized, but it's very hard to do. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. So I applaud you for standing up, first of all, uh, to, to these people who are trying to bully you into submitting to their bogus uh, demands, and then also following up with corporate, because that's the most important part. And that's where I think a lot of the uh, changes that we saw in our in in our community with regard to mass policy came from is from people like you doing just that and forming corporate. Look, you guys are violating the law. You're violating people's civil rights, um, and and it's it's just inhumane the treatment that they were putting people through. And so, uh, thank you for for doing that. I know I applaud that because because it's people like you that took a stand and took it all the way to the top that made a difference. And and I'm afraid that. Um, you will be called into service again very soon. I've been I've been keeping my eye on this and looking at ways to try to uh, try to prevent this from happening. But it looks like they're probably going to be trying to bring back the mask mandates again. So uh, I know I just read something uh, over in Ireland. They're they're doing it there and or they're talking about doing it. And and of course here in Los Angeles, I know we'll be the first uh, with our our LA County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer. Uh, she always likes to impose the mask mandate, but I, I've got a little surprise lined up for Ms. Ferrer uh, in the form of a um, of an injunction, so to prevent her from uh, from doing that again here in in LA. And we've got now we've got the evidence to back it up, so I'll be happy to share that with you. Um, and I'm sure you've probably found this, but I mean there are now hundreds of studies that show that not only do masks not work, but they're actually bad for your health. And so we're going to show the court, at least the, the illegitimate court, and that's what I'm working with down here, um, that we're going to show the court that, look, these masks don't work and they're unhealthy. And we're going to ask for an immediate in injunction, uh, temporary injunction, and then hopefully a permanent injunction um, to uh, stop that from happening again. Because it's just, it's just, it's insane. It really makes me so angry sometimes that, that that people, even when presented with all this evidence, they, they just choose to look the other way. Mm -hmm. It's really odd. And so that's what I'm hoping to like. I want to bring your story to light um, because this is this is just a, a very local example that people can, I think, well, local to where I am, um, that people can identify with and say, look, this is a part of a pattern. This is a part of a rogue government uh, without without the actual authority to do anything because they as as. Uh, Private Attorney General Estevez pointed out um, they are illegitimate 
right? They're they're operating under the color of law, but they are in fact uh, committing fraud. And and in order to protect their fraud and their and their fraudulent activity, you know, they have to keep control of the game, right? So they keep people like you out. And and now they've issued a warrant for your arrest. I mean, come on, this is so outrageous. Uh, are you are you on like are you on the run now? Are you actually having to hide out from from the from the police? No, um, I'm just using uh, wis God's wisdom, and um, and that's why you know the Lord led me to uh, Sister uh, Adriana, uh, who's a private attorney general. After watching her video uh, three three or four days ago, and then when I got the call on June sixteenth, and an email, just an email and a phone call, um, saying um, that they're issuing a warrant arrest, yeah, and I have a deadline, um, you know, until the twenty seventh of June, and um, and that my name is on the database. And yet, I have not seen an official signed and sealed warrant arrest yeah. uh, with the judge's signature with a wet ink, okay, and a second uh, witness, which is the bailiff signature. I yeah. have yet seen that. Okay. And the, I only got an email saying that. So my name is on the database, and here we are. So are you are you are you challenging this then? Have you have you have you responded in in any way to them? Um, this is this is going to be the the press release because they, um, you know, the the mainstream media had asked me for a comment about that, and so um, my sister and I prayed about it, and that you know what a blessing that you have um, accepted, our, you know, um, and willing to um, do the interview with us. And I'm oh. thankful. I'm thankful for this opportunity because um, the truth will prevail. God's truth will prevail with evidence, <laughs> with evidence. Good. Good. Uh, and, and Ms. Estevez, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, can they do that? Can they can they just, uh, you know, just out of thin blue air, thin, thin air, uh, just just uh, issue a warrant for someone without an actual signed warrant from a judge? I mean, is that normal operating procedure for these people? Well, number one, um, I I already know that they're a private company, so I don't contract with them. I don't do any business with them. But we did respond. We did respond with a 650-page binder. I issued a copy of that to the executive office in San Jose, California. And I'm going to show you quickly just the cover page. And um, I, I don't know if you can see it there. I'll pull it up right there. Yep. Okay, and yep. these, these are my writings. As a matter of fact, as you could see in my writings, um, this was sealed in Fresno. I don't know if you could see that. Yeah, Fresno. I see the, that. The reason I had to go to Fresno is because I already knew that they would not accept the notice. So I had it sealed in Fresno and I left it for them for public notice, perpetual memory and testimony. Because I'm a court of record, all I have to do is serve them. And that's exactly what happened when I went to San Jose, California. Now, they didn't okay. want to receive it, but it was served, number one. And I also served it to the executive office. And Fresno also contacted me. I said I told Fresno to keep the file because there are related cases in Fresno Superior Court uh, as Mrs. Colton's case. 
I represent millions of victims of different crimes. And to me, this is unlawful, illegal, what they have done to her. Mm -hmm. They are trying to, in my opinion, they're trying to make an example out of her mm -hmm. by causing fear uh, with their intimidation tactics. Um, I've been persecuted before. They wanted to take me to jail because I was, quote, practicing law without a bar card. But see, a private attorney general is not required to have a bar card. It's just right. an average citizen who defends the public when right. there's public corruption. In and the it, case, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that, and that's how I think. I don't know if it's if it's corrupt or just uninformed. People in those positions have become. It, you know, I and I'd like to think they're just uninformed because they've been sold the lie by someone else who was sold the lie by someone else who was sold the lie for generation upon generation, and they've forgotten the truth. Uh, and and the it's connection to the Constitution, as we discussed before, you know, it's doesn't it doesn't say in the Constitution that you have to have experience as president to run for president. Same thing with any other constitutional or or, or elected office um, uh, like sheriff. Right. So so essentially, you know, you're 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 educating them and putting them on notice that, look, you're, this isn't the law and there is no law that's been broken and. Uh, and you're you're going to make sure that this uh, this doesn't happen again. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I pulled up the law here. It's under the California 1850 uh, Constitution. Let me pull it up here. Here it is. I have one for the district attorney, which is also required to have a bond, and I have one for the sheriff's office right there. I don't know if you're able to see that. Hold it up a little bit. Right. Uh huh. There. Yeah. Right. Yep. A little higher. There you go. Okay. I don't know. Are you able to read the first sentence there? Right there. Not really. Um, it's kind of small on my screen, but why don't you read it to us? What does it say? Okay. It says the people of the state of California an act to prescribe the duties of a sheriff, to provide the duties of a sheriff. The sheriff of each county of this of this state, which is California. Before, before they enter the discharge of the duties of his office, they must take an oath of office and they must give a bond to the state. And then it goes on to explaining that. So what I could do is I will send you a copy of this and we can post it, but it is not, there's no requirement to have previous law enforcement experience. That's not what's written on there. You have to have an oath of office uh -huh. and you need to be bonded. Right. I so did in, Go ahead. In your response to them, that 650 page um, document, did, did you include that to say, look, it says right here in the California oh. Constitution? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, this is the binder. I don't know if you could see it there. Wow. <laughs> this is the binder right there. That's hefty. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I gave it to the clerk, he literally moved his body physically and he said oh, i can't receive that <laughs> because really? it has yeah because it has an arrest warrant right now for quite a bit of judges and so uh i and they're literally terrified they're terrified yeah because remember i've disqualified uh now twenty three thousand, but you got to remember i'm in the court every week here and they're in different counties disqualifying them verbally face to face which is quite dangerous i might add <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shared some of your experiences where they'll intimidate you with mm -hmm. bailiffs and mm -hmm. and other sheriffs and I, 
I have been handcuffed before, which was pretty, pretty uh, amazing experience. Uh, I went to go defend a case on a criminal case. And when I walked into court, it was, the court was empty. It was, his girlfriend was there and they pulled him out of the cell. And he came out handcuffed. And to make a long story short, I took a picture of where the judge sits because what they do is they'll have the name of the judge that's going to supposedly hear the case, but then they switch the judge at the last minute. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, again, more fraud. More fraud. And so I went up there. I had my badge, my badge on, and I told the judge that I was investigating him. I showed him my badge and I told him that he was being investigated for public corruption, organized corruption, and domestic terrorism. I told him that the consumer sitting here by the name of Mr. Flores, he never contracted with your private company. So as of this moment, you are kidnapping him. Huh. I told him that in his face. Really? Yeah, because that's exactly what it is. I mean, the 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 only thing that gives and for, for our viewers and listeners, the only thing mm-hmm. that gives the government its authority is its is its um its its ability to use force right it had the government reserves the the right as the only entity that that can use force the exclusive right to use force meaning that they can hold you they can detain you they can put you in a cell um they can you know beat you down with a nightclub uh, just because they think you're a threat uh, or if you're not wearing a mask for example you know you're a threat to the community so they they, they can beat you up like i've seen many many times but it's that exclusivity on the use of force that gives them their power. But mm-hmm. when you say to them, look, I never contracted with you. Therefore, you have no power over me. That's correct. Um, you, they, you they lose that that exclusive use of force over you. And so then it becomes kidnapping. It becomes assault and battery. It becomes um, attempted murder or murder or whatever, what, what, what have you. They, they, they can't hide behind this qualified immunity anymore to say, well, we're the state. We can't be held liable for murder. Um, yeah, actually you can because you're a criminal organization and you're engaging in fraud and racketeering. And, and so that's, I, I, I've always been fascinated by your approach to this because it is the, it's a legitimate, um, it's it's the more it's actually more legitimate than the actual government because you know this is what was written in the constitution of the united states what was written in the constitution of the state of california and i would imagine in other state constitutions uh, as a way to protect the people, the people from the overreach of a tyrannical government which is what mm-hmm. we've got now now i will have to share further that i give all the glory and honor to my father and i do that constantly because the word of the lord says i don't share my glory with anybody like I told the FBI, I am only a servant of the Most High God. This is not my war. And so I go out to the battle line. But going back to that scene, which, by the way, I'm going to have some directors from Hollywood come and make a documentary also on the story of what's happening in my life. But going back to that scene where I was handcuffed. So I told the judge, you are kidnapping him. And so I am a witness against you, I told him. And I've already disqualified five of the judges in this courtroom. You are not even in compliance. You didn't put your real estate assets on your 700 form. According to you, you're homeless, but you're not because I already know where your real estate assets are. So I turn around and I look at the bailiff and I said, give me my phone back because they had removed my phone. 
and me and the bailiff started arguing. And then the judge said to me, Mrs. Estevez, one more word from you and I will find you in contempt of my court. And I turn around and I give him my index finger uh-huh. and I point to him and I said, I am not in your jurisdiction. I do not contract with your corporation. And you know exactly who I am. Do as you please. And he said, arrest her. And so when they put the handcuffs on me, I was standing boldly like my sister on. If that's one thing, when the Holy Spirit uses you, you become bold. Not because of my flesh. My flesh is weak. My flesh gets scared. But guess what? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is fearless. <laughs> and if you're yeah. considered a child of God, then you're not supposed to have fear. Because fear is not a characteristic of God. Mm. So when it comes upon you, you're supposed to rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Not in the name of Buddha, (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ. Right. And so it's amazing. And as they put the handcuffs on me, I told my marshal, because I had my bodyguard, I said, step away, take all my things and leave the scene. By this time, we have 20 sheriffs coming in. I have 10 in the side of the courtroom. I have some in the hallway. There's some downstairs. It became a war, even though I wasn't carrying any guns. Are you Uh with me? Yeah. And so I'm handcuffed. And all of a sudden, God does a great, beautiful miracle. And God humbles the judge. The same God that's written in the Bible who turned a king into the beast of the field to eat grass. That same God came and humbled the judge. And the judge said to me, Mrs. Estevez, if you promise me, as I'm handcuffed, if you promise me to leave, under duress. yes, I'm under duress. If you promise me to leave in peace and you promise me never to come again. And he told me in that, in that tone of voice, very softly, then I will release you. And I said to him, give me back my phone and take off these handcuffs now. Mm-hmm. And the officers behind me were in shock because remember a minute, minute before that I had accused him of treason and he was corrupt and all these horrible things. They couldn't understand why their dad, I call him their dad, why he had them remove my handcuffs. Uh-huh. Even though, yeah, and you didn't contract with him, even no. at that point, you didn't say, no. I'm not going to promise anything. You just no, said, give no. me back my phone and remove the handcuffs. That's correct. Wow. That's correct. That's how you and, do it. Right. Because he was trying to, and for what people, just for the viewers and listeners, what she did there was he was trying to trick her into contracting with him. Right. And then he would have jurisdiction. Right. That's correct. Right. That's correct. And so as I left the courtroom, my phone was not in the courtroom. The watch commander had my phone in another room. So they immediately took my phone. And as I'm walking in the hallway, I was approached by 10 officers. And I still had my badge showing. And the main supervisor came out. He looked at me and he said, who's your boss? And I said, the general, I'm the private attorney general. And the general goes to the front line of the war. I said, but you wouldn't comprehend that. If your Hmm. daddy, which is your judge, if he can't touch me, who are you? I said to him, Hmm. the only thing I need from you is your name and your badge number. And you need to step away from me. Go get your watch commander and bring me my phone. That's what you're supposed to do. Nice. And by the time, well, I was a little angry. That's why we have to watch our temper. I mm. said, by the time I slap your watch commander, that slap is going to come back to you. And that's exactly what happened. I went to see the watch commander. 
I told them I'm a judicial tribunal. I exercise independently of all your magistrates. And Mr. Villanueva, Sheriff of LA County, I have an arrest warrant for his arrest. You tell him and you call him right now and tell him I'm in the building now on this floor. That's what I told him, bring a sheriff over here. I had some words for him. Really? What did, what did he say? I bet he was just standing there he dumbfounded. Was, he was completely in shock. He couldn't believe that I was scolding him in front of everybody. Wow. Yeah, they're I not said, used to that. I said, how dare your men disrespect my badge? You need to educate them. And of course, I use words that I'm not supposed to. You need to educate them. And I looked yeah. at all of them and I said to them in Spanish because they were Hispanic, except one of them wasn't Hispanic. I said, all of you with all your guns, you cannot touch me as I walked away. What wow. I'm saying to you today, it is a supernatural war. The only one that could protect us as my sister and I is the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this for 14 years. Everybody's come after me. Remember, I have cameras all over my office, so I see who visits me. And so all glory and honor to my father that those handcuffs were removed and he allowed me to leave the building. And God reminded me soon thereafter, he told me it was not you. It was not your words. It was I who saved you. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, my father. And he said, and I've even saved you from death, my daughter. I said, yes, my father. No weapon formed will prosper against you. Mm -hmm. But you keep doing my will. So we must be obedient above sacrifice. Be obedient and his glory, like it manifested in Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King said one thing in that movie. He says, my eyes have seen the glory of God. And you know what? My eyes have also seen the glory of God. Yes. And, and once you recognize that, once you recognize, you know, the supreme authority, um, uh, then it, it, it begins to flow through you if you allow it, right? If you, if you, if you surrender yourself to be an instrument mm -hmm. of God, of God's will, and that can be very difficult because there's a struggle uh, I found between that and between, you know, my ego, between the ego and the self. That that wants to it, it wants to do what it wants to do, right? To serve to serve itself as opposed to serving God's, and so I think that is the ultimate struggle between uh, the you know the 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 soul or the spirit and the flesh. And the flesh, right? mm -hmm. because the flesh is of this earth. It is of this dimension. It is of it is of this dominion which uh, mm -hmm. God gave uh, over to Satan, right? And so. Uh, I found that 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 this even this brain sometimes um, can can be deceitful, uh -huh. uh, it can be misleading, and it's it's very clever, it's very tricky, but it is it is a part of this this whole physical plane, and it's this battle between the physical and the spiritual, uh -huh. and 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 that's kind of what we're what we're facing here. But when you as you said, is when you surrender to that, when you surrender to the power and to the glory of God, uh, then uh, it 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 makes it that much easier, right? Yes. To, mm -hmm. to to do the right thing and to do good. And on before our interview, you mentioned that that was really what guided you towards running for the office of sheriff. Is, is that correct? Yes. Yes, Nick. Yeah. yeah. And um, it started. You know, um, 20, 
21, the summer of 2021. And during the, you know, uh, the pandemic, um, he sent me out to do his assignment, you know, um, speak at public uh, commenting against the mask mandates and the vaccine passports and, and um, just standing up for, you know, our rights, you know, and our constitutional rights and um, it's being violated. And uh, I would speak at, even go to uh, San Benito County to support uh, Peter uh, Hernandez in his proposition. And I went, so, you know, wherever, you know, God leads me, I, I will go and he led me, um, he asked me to uh, run for sheriff. And so, um, and that's what I uh, was led to do. And um, he provided, you know, um, all the votes that I, I mean, I, the last time I saw the votes, it was like 13,000. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even do a lot of promo. So that is, you know, that really reveals to me that um, it's the hand of God, you know? He, yeah. he did tell me, he said, you know, I will take care of the, the votes and you watch how I move. And so uh, praise God. It's all glory to God for what he's doing. It's the, the hand of God in, in the move. And I'm just in, in obedience to him. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's amazing because I know that it's a, it's quite an undertaking to run for any office, whether, you know, it's your local school board or, or president of the United States and everything in between. And sheriff is no different. In fact, um, and that's quite a, a, a you know, uh, it's a it's a high profile um, and very powerful position. So, you know, I, you know, as you can imagine, as our audience or, or listeners might imagine right now that there there's a lot that goes on for jockeying for position to, to get that job. And so um, and I imagine it was it was quite an undertaking for you. Um, just being someone, just being an average everyday person who wants to serve their community. Um, I, I imagine you, you had you had any experience running for office before this? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Um, so God told me when he asked me, he said that um, I, um, I asked you because you have been obedient to my assignments that he has given me and that I am qualified uh, because I love people, I love to serve people, especially stand for uh, righteousness, mm -hmm. his righteousness, and defending people's rights and protecting them, their rights. And I would speak up in defense of that. So I, I stand for, and God said, I stand for his truth, his righteousness, and his justice uh, for his people and for him. And, and so, that's, and that's, yeah, that's wonderful. And, and I know that there, I think there are a lot of people who have been moved similarly. I know some here down in Southern California who had never run for office before, but felt so compelled because mm -hmm. of all of the injustice that they saw at, at their local level here in politics. They felt compelled to run for office. And many of them actually um, won, won some of these primaries. And so it, 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 it indicates to me um, both the public's um, um, desire or, or need to have people who are, who are genuine, authentic, honest, um, members of the community representing them in, in positions of, of government. And I believe, you know, that's exactly where you fall into is that same category, which is why, 
I think in part do also in part to, to God's, um, you know, help uh, is why you got so many votes because people really are um, fed up with the same old, um, the same old candidates playing the same old game that they've always played. And it, yeah, it's, um, so it's not going to be easy, I don't think, by any stretch. You know, this is this is just the first, you know, the opening salvo, really, in in a larger um, conflict that has been growing for some time. I mean, it's been, you know, for years uh, a very, you know, subdued and really unknown battle that's been going on. But I think 2020 and the the you know the COVID scamdemic uh really brought a lot of this stuff to the surface for people to see um it really exposed the corruption and exposed the the ineptitude of of uh these so-called experts and people in charge you know they're just basing policy on on how they feel as opposed to actual data and science and you know it's 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 absurd and so in, in one way, and I often say this, it's a, it's a bit of a silver lining. And I think it's part of God's plan to, uh, to use that, to use the bad, to, to bring about better things. And, and that's exactly what we have here. And, and, now, and I think you're feeling the wrath of, of those who, who, are, who are not of God and who want to hold on to that power. And that's why they're, they're uh, falsely accusing you of of uh, committing perjury and trying to arrest you and and i you know i would hope that um that that well i i know i know that i don't i don't just hope i know that that um uh, private attorney general estevez is going to prevail and and help you prevail in your fight against these people and this whole thing will uh, be dismissed but in you know in the meantime um i hope that uh, that that god uh, keeps you safe from these demons because that's really what they are. I mean, these people are, at the very least, possessed, right? Or not, or at least not um, connected to God, right? Mm -hmm. And once you've lost that connection, you may as well be in hell already. So, um, so you're fighting against some people. There, there are our enemies are dangerous and powerful. You know, I, 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 um, I have no illusions about that. But but God is greater. You know? Amen. Amen. Nika, I would like to uh, add something very important to this interview. Uh, when Lenka heard about my name, I mean Lenka, uh, my my sister Ann Fulton, she was watching an interview with Lenka Coloma, which mm -hmm. is the running Orange County Sheriff in the Dijon for Orange County. Yes. And so I know Lenka, and guess what? They pressed charges against her. Really? Also in Orange County, I went to court and disqualified her judges there with her uh, to make it short on her. They've come after her to get rid of her also. And um, I just think it's horrible that they've also want they also want to put her in, in, in jail also. And I think it's under perjury also. But, is, yeah, this is unbelievable. I, I know Lenka and I know she was one of the people that really stood up also early on during this pandemic and and fought back against these illegal mandates and and we're putting businesses on notice for violating people's rights 
and uh, you know, a lot of video of her doing that. But then she took it a step further and got very, very much more engaged to the level at which you are. And now they're trying to attack her and come after oh, of course, her. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, uh, the district attorney, uh, Todd Spicer, him specifically, he came after her. But when we investigated Mr. Spicer, it turned out that he has multiple positions within the county. He's also the supervisor of the Board of Supervisors of uh, Orange County, but he doesn't have proper statement of economic interest or oath of office or bonds in particular for the district attorney position that he's holding. And so it's just a big mess. And yeah. uh, I'm also helping her out with whatever I can. And I need, I need to put that here in this interview because I think it's horrible that anybody run, who's running, they try to stop them, anybody for the people. Well, you know, this is, I just, is something just occurred to me here. These people are all operating under, under fraud. They under, under the color of law, they're claiming to have authority, but they don't. And people have been so, we've been so fooled by this whole thing all along to think that these people have power when they don't. And, and I've been saying for a while, you know, it's time that we just kind of walk away from these people and say, I don't recognize your authority. I don't recognize the federal government. The federal government doesn't have authority over me. I don't recognize the state government. Uh, they don't have authority over me. I have not, I have not contracted with you. I have not given you, you know, consentment. The, you don't want to consent. Right. And, and furthermore, uh, you don't have legitimate authority as, as you showed right here, you know, you, you, they haven't filed the statement of interest and, and shown uh, all these other things. And so, um, but, but I took it one step further, the 650 pages that I have here, these 650, I have a video where I reported all the crimes in that binder, a video reporting the crimes to the deputy district attorney of Orange County. We have them on video. The whole point of the story is this. If I report crimes to you as a so-called public servant, you're supposed to do your job. Right. You, the sheriff, and everybody who's involved. If there's a crime committed to the people and to the prisoners and to different people with manufactured cases, you, as a public servant, are supposed to do their job in protecting the people. And as of now, they have failed once again. This is my second formal interview and as of this moment nobody stepped up to the plate to defend the public a private attorney general defends the public and i'm sure that mrs colton has the intent of defending the public also mm -hmm. the bible says seek mercy and seek justice yes. we must stand up it's very very horrible if the children of god are going to stay nice and quiet Right. And you know what God told me through a prophecy? By the way, prophecy is one of the spiritual gifts. Through prophecy, the Lord told me, my children are in their house with their mask on. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. Where, where is your courage? Where is your boldness? Right. As he said to me, where are my Elijahs? Where are they? They're in the right. mask inside their house. Do you know why surgeons use masks in surgeries? Do you know why? Yeah. It's, it's to prevent the transfer of bodily fluids, either from the surgeon or from the patient being operated on. Yes, because the bacteria comes out of here and it could land on an open womb and you can get that person sick. Right. So guess what? When you cover your mask with a mask, well, your mouth with a mask, you're breathing in those same toxins back into your body. Yeah, it's 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 very unhealthy. And it's, you know, but back to kind of back to what you were saying. I mean, it's uh, important right. that 
that that people stand up. And and I've been thinking about this for quite a while. Is you know, in order to transition away from this this fraudulent system, we need to have our own system in place. And and a very important part of that is the is the justice system, the ju- the judiciary. Um, you know, we can we can have a representative government, but without a justice system, without that, uh, without having the ability to, you know, not the monopoly on the use of force, but I mean, that's what the government claims to have. But the ability to indict, the ability to convict, the ability to uh, imprison and or execute somebody for treason, uh, we need to have these systems in place. And so, I, so you're, do, you're doing very important work. I'd like people to understand that. And I hope there are other people out there listening to this who uh-huh. who will begin to um, begin to follow in your footsteps, both of you, you know, um, to either either run for sheriff or or work as a private attorney general and look into that and how that works in their state. Um, is there uh, is there is there a like a, a website or some uh, some place that people can visit to 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 learn more about? Uh, uh, yes, I do have my website. As a matter of fact, I pulled it up here. But I do want to add to what you're saying. Is that, is that Common Law Court 1776? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, then we'll show that. Um, there we go. And we can go to um, About, if you want to go to click on the About tab right there. I don't know. Did you, there you go. Okay. If you scroll down, you have your questions and answers right on the bottom right there mm-hmm. uh further down that's my whole history when i started why i started why i was called to this mission mm-hmm. but i want to add something before it leaves my mind there is a society it's called california Journal society of common law and they are organizing because we're all working together uh the grand jury so that we're able to issue true bills and proper indictments based on the constitution the same law, and I want everybody to listen to this because I know that this video is not going to stay here. The same law that put you into place is the same law that will remove you. There is no need to do a whole lot of mess. It's just the same law will remove you when you're not in compliance. Yeah. And we, so, we, yeah, there, there doesn't need to be a, a violent revolution. There doesn't need right. to be bloodshed. This can all be done all, all legally, through all the, above board. Right, uh, based on the documents that our our, our country was founded on, the so Constitution, our, our Constitution mm-hmm. of, the, of the of our United States, as well as the constitutions of each of the individual states. You know, this law has been laid down long ago. It's just been perverted by these people. It's been it's been twisted and contorted, and it, 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 the fact that these people are corporations it should be a huge red flag to everybody. That should be know? a little problem. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see in the Constitution? It says that the country should be a corporation or that these courts should be corporations. It doesn't. That That's why the Constitution was written so that right. we're not we don't fall into that trap, because if you read the Declaration of Independence, it says when they have done absolute despotism against the people, then we must stand up and put new guards to protect the people, their life, right. liberty and their assets. Right. And so as of today, once again, we're back in 1776. Yep. Uh, the Common Law Court International also has a multinational enforcement agency stepping in and we're uniting here with our military here because it is necessary 
that were able to stand up and protect the people when they're being violated by the same people that is acting as a public servant. Hmm. Right. Um, which is, which is just, it, that's just scary to think of the prospect of that is it's almost like, you know, a thief, a guy steals a cop car and, and puts on the cop's uniform and shows up and says, I'm here to protect you. And then, you know, while your back is turned, he goes and robs your house. And that's kind of what these people are doing. It really does feel that way. They're, they're pretending is. to be the, in a position of authority. And then they shake you down for all your money and take your assets and put you in jail uh-huh. you know, and hold you illegally, I might add. So, uh, they, they, so uh, people need to understand that. We need to shift our perception of, of what we view as legitimate authority in this country and away from what claims to be currently the legitimate authority and start working towards and putting people in, in place um, to, to reclaim that, that authority, that God-given authority, that those rights that were granted to us by God and then enshrined in the Constitution. See, people don't understand that. The Constitution didn't give us any rights. Um, it instructed our government to protect our rights. And right now, the government is not doing that. They've, they've failed in their number one job. And, and so it is time for us to, to say, wait a minute. Uh, first of all, you're not legitimate. Second of all, you don't have any authority over me. And so, so. Because even, even the United States quote of America is another private company. Right. And so not too long ago, I had somebody running for mayor in Los Angeles. He came to my office and I knew that there was a private corporation that owned Los Angeles city. And so I told him, I asked him, I said, so who's the owner? And he gave me his name of the owner of LA, which is very concerning. I said, wow. So they said to him, you cannot run for mayor. Basically, you're not part of this club. And right. the same club is connected with District of Columbia, the same right. club. And right. so right. all of them moved together. That's why when a, the notary public in Las Vegas was murdered, because they still haven't suspected what happened to her, uh, the attorney general, Mrs. Masto, Catherine Masto, she dropped all the indictments and all the charges. And guess what? She moved up to become senator. And so yeah, why do I tell you this is because it's the same little crowd. Yeah. But guess what? The people are the ultimate powers so that we're able to do a transition into a de jure which is a rightful, legal, legitimate, lawful, bonded government. Right now, if they don't have a bond, all the offices are what? Vacated. Illegitimate. Illegitimate. They're vacated. There's not even anybody there. But it's okay. We have people in line, but we need to support the cause of Mrs. Colton. We need to support her. We need to back her because it is unconstitutional, unacceptable behavior on behalf of a so-called bonded servant because as of this moment mrs Lori smith sheriff of santa clara county and district attorney and your judges you're not bonded and i've already proved that and if right. you do have a bond mail it in you have my address thank you yeah and and uh, like you said those the, the, those offices have have been vacated they're, they're right. not even filled and so it's up to us to step in and fill those right. offices and so um uh, you know perhaps this is again a part of the, the great awakening, a part of this, you know, one of these silver linings that has mm-hmm. been gifted to us by God through these difficult times 
is for us to open up our eyes and see the truth. And, and more and more people are waking up to this. I, I just, it's, it's amazing to me. I just meet more and more people every day who are beginning to see um, this, this facade, this, this fraud for what it is. And, and so that gives me, it gives me great hope. Amen. And uh, Governor Newsom, and unfortunately, I reported all the crimes that are going on in the privately owned prisons on behalf of the prisoners. And he hasn't done anything. No, no, no uh, feedback, no letters, no answering, anything. Completely unacceptable when I have a certified mail sent to him on the voice of the prisoners. All these prisoners never had a proper day in court. They never had a proper due process of law in an unlawful court in a private company. And so he's never responded. I don't even know, I have to check his compliance situation because I don't think he's got bonded. He's not bonded either. So I'm gonna have to look into Mr. Newsom's bond. Yeah. yeah and as you mentioned too, they, they, they work with the, the corporation out of DC, which claims jurisdiction over everybody. That's correct. And I just, I, I uh, got a, some, uh, copies now here of my um, I changed my status um, to um, this is a, an, an affidavit uh, oh boy it's getting dropping oh, we're dropping camera there I can't really see it too well but okay. um, yeah this is a uh, certified I uh, changed my status to a United States national which means State that national. Uh -huh. yeah yeah which means that I'm not under the jurisdiction of Washington uh -huh. DC I never was and uh, I didn't agree to that when I was born. And so I, I was unwittingly put into this contract with them. And, and they're claiming that they have jurisdiction over me, which means that they can tax me and they can do all these other things. Well, now, um, since I've reclaimed my status or changed my status to a national, um, it means that uh, I am not under their jurisdiction. So uh, it's, it's, very, it's very liberating. And if people would like to learn more about that, please do feel free to reach out to me. I can put you in touch with some people to help you um, to help you walk through the process. There are a lot of groups out there that are doing this. And as a, uh, as, as a matter of fact, I'm also a state national. I'm still in the process because I sent everything to the DOJ and secretary of state for notice, not because I recognize them but right. for, for public notice, perpetual memory and testimony. But we need to get that respect that you're speaking of. That's what we need to have. The respect right. of being not in, we can be here, but we're not in your, illusion or your system your artificial setting right right exactly exactly we're, we're not uh employees of the corporation that's right? correct as that's they correct. are yeah that's well th thank you so much for uh for coming on the show and sharing with us uh, this this it's an inspiring story i mean i know it's scary and and it's uh, it's unfair what they're doing to you on but um, thank you for standing up and doing what you do. And and it, now, is there a way, perhaps, that through um, Attorney General Estevez, that that people can support you in some way or, or form, or, or is that possible? Uh, yes, if they're led to, um, you know, support me uh, through a love offering, um, because uh, Private Attorney General Adrianas um, is helping me, and so um, if they're led to bless you know me and that way i can bless um a, a sister adriana then um she can you know they can contact her through that okay way. wonderful yeah I, I would like to add also to that that i would i would appreciate any help too for my sister because right now because of the situation uh it has caused uh difficulty and so i'm sure that mrs colton can open up some type of fund 
or account so that you're able to donate uh, to her cause because it is not right what they've done to my sister. It is yeah. not right and it's not acceptable. And I'm going to do everything within my power in the name of my Lord Jesus to help my sister and to protect her. Amen. 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 Thank you. And so, and also for the closing of this interview, I'm sure that we're closing in. I would like to stay uh, here in this interview that we do have a general in the common law court. His name is Jorge Salazar. He's from Colombia, but uh, he's setting up our enforcement with a diplomat immunity status so that we're able to conduct business here in America when we do the cleanup of enforcement using the same law, the constitution. Beautiful. And that's the way it should be. And that, that's very, yeah, I'm very glad to hear that. And, and that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to take people who understand what the real law is and, and use that to enforce against these people who are committing this fraud. So thank you really for what you're doing. It's a, it's a great undertaking. You've been at it for quite some time now. So a lot of respect and thanks to you for doing that. And again, thank you both for being guests on the show today. And I wish you both a happy Independence Day. And happy Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Thank yeah. you. My sister, do you have your shofar with you? Uh, yes. Did she blow the shofar to celebrate our Independence Day? I have to go get. Let me see. Okay. Uh, is that so, fair? Can you do that, Nick? Can we blow the shofar? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I will Let's get mine. It. How about that? Let me get mine. Okay. Very well. Very well. So for for folks who don't know, the shofar is made from a ram's horn. Uh, this is a. a this goes back to mine. my goodness. There go. Ancient biblical times. Look at shofar. that. Shofar. Yeah. That is just beautiful look right there. This, look at mine. This is mine right here. Wow. Amazing. It's an amazing, um, and I was just explaining to people that kind of the history behind the shofar, this goes back oh, wow. to like the old Testament, right? This yeah. Was, uh, yes. Yeah. And this was now was this where the shofars being used when they brought down the walls of Jericho. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 So that's yes. where they kind of can trace back their, their, uh, you know, they're well known uh, what they're you know most well known for uh, when they Amen. were well known. Uh, was bringing down the walls of Jericho. God instructed His people to blow the horns uh, until the walls crumbled. And and there is, I mean, and science has actually proven that that is completely possible using Amen. sound vibration. Uh, you can actually uh, move objects or destroy objects uh, by re by through resonance, resonance and frequencies. So very interesting. Yeah, so let's go ahead and do that. You want to pray first, on? Yeah, yeah, let's pray first. Okay, let me pray. Heavenly Father, blessed be the name of the Most High, Father. As I come before your presence, Father, I give you thanks and praise, Father. I lift up my hands, and I want to thank you for this beautiful interview. It's a victorious interview, Father. And I ask, my Lord, that you open up the heavens, my Lord, as your beautiful daughter plays the shofar in closing, Father. And then I could blow my shofar also. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. I blow mine. Lovely. <laughs> Amen. 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 All right. 
great end to a great show. Again, thank you both for being here and and happy Ind- Independence Day and stay free and keep up the good fight. And if you want to get a hold of my sister, uh, Nick, um, she's going to give you the information. Uh, I guess you can let them get a hold of her through what? Through email? Uh, yeah. Mrs. Colton? That would be great. I'll put, if, with your permission, I'll put that in the show notes section so people can sure. link directly to her. Yeah, and thank my you. website. Thank you very much yes. for your time, Nick. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless, God bless you. you thank you so much. God bless you. Thank Bye, you. Sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Wow. Great. I think it was very appropriate to, to have uh, them as guests on our show today uh, just to really re- remind ourselves about what this country was founded on and the founding principles of this country and how they've been stolen by people who claim to be in positions of authority when in fact they are not. And so what great, what better time to recognize that than on the eve of our day of independence here in the United States, the 4th of July. So a very happy independence day to all of you out there here in the U S and around the world. Um, You can celebrate with us, celebrate, freedom celebrate independence from tyranny because we're seeing tyranny creeping back into especially these western governments who are supposedly supposed to be all about independence and and freedom so celebrate with us this day and stand up against tyranny and remember that freedom isn't free folks you got to fight for it you got to stay you got to stay engaged you got to stay in the fight and now is no different so keep up your hope Keep praying and stay free. Good night, everybody.